0: Hello, this is yes, it's starting. Um this is the Trash Podcast. Um today I'm going to talk about uh a film I just watched. It was Justice League Throne of Atlantis. Um I I wasn't very excited to watch this film at all. Um you know I mentioned in the first episode I believe that I might do Reviews of the other DC animated movies. Um, there's gonna be some sounds. There's a cat meowing. I'm a little jerk here, and I'm also doing dishes. Um, I'm gonna try and be focused. I do have a lot to say. I did just finish watching it. I can figure out this cat. Box. Maybe I gave her food. I don't know. So the the whole the film is like. Have a sequel to the first just animated Justice League movie, which was not in the library, and I just wanted to watch this already because uh, I've been having a few of these films like stack up on um, in my library bag, and I'm just sick of keeping them. I mean, clearly no one's really watching these movies a whole lot. Uh, like half of them don't have like professional, you no know, like there's manicured Summarize reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. You don't have any of those. I'm awful. I don't want to look at Rotten Tomatoes. I really should diversify what I look at for films. But. to say. Uh. If you want my immediate thoughts. I thought. It was a pretty okay movie. Like. I don't know if I would choose to watch it again. But it kept me entertained. Most of the time. Uh. There are parts where it, like dragged. Um. I said that I liked it, but it's also kind of unmemorable. It wasn't a whole lot to really get into. Uh, In the beginning, it seems to be... In the beginning, they were kind of nailing um, Aquaman's guy, his character. Um, Like, it opens with, like, he's getting super drunk over his dad having died that week, which is... It's something I don't really talk about a whole lot, and you know, obviously spoilers. No one's watching, listening to this anyway, so there's no reason to be worrying about spoilers. But, um, like his mom, who is also alive in the film, she dies before he gets to meet him, and he's never really that depressed in the film. He gets really angry about it, but like, there's not a whole lot that. He's like, oh, he's sad. And that's it. It, also, like, these are short movies. They don't have a whole lot of time to really delve into deep stuff. It's just, like, here's the story and everything, and we're done. Um, uh, the film opened up with, like, a jerkishly done, like, oh, my kids love the Justice League. And they're on, like, a submarine. And the submarine gets attacked. And then he dies, and it's like, why'd you do that? I don't... Like, it's... why are we supposed to really super care about this? It... It's just, there's not a whole lot of reason. And it just makes me annoyed and sad about it. He's dead, his family. And... Either way, uh... The film also seems to care about cyborging a bit in this film. It... It's meant to be about, uh, you know, Aquaman, Arthur. I'm gonna call him Arthur because they call him that the entire time, one of those things. But, that like, it opens up with, uh, he's, like, there's the lab lady who seems to like him, he's being tormented by the uh, mother, I don't know if it's the mother box, or just, like, the cyborg machine itself. Cause I'm assuming in the last film, uh, cause the whole thing in this is like, they're not really connected with each other at all. Like, they're a team, but they don't really have reason to be with each other. Like, they have to go and individually talk to people again them to be participating in the group activity. It's, uh, they do spend a weird amount of time on that. There's even a bit where, like, Batman gets really annoyed with Green Lantern, and I thought, oh, he's not gonna help him or something. But he does. I don't know. Uh. The beginning is mostly boring. Uh, what it really starts getting into is, like, when Arthur gets attacked by, I believe... It's either a combination of the, like, the Atlantean guard guys, or uh, the no, it had to be the guard guys, because there's the trenchers as well um, that are participating, like fighting against humanity and whatnot, but they come in late, uh oh, and they also have stuff of, like, this guy who had been researching Arthur, and he was like crazy Atlanta guy and it's kind of sad they killed him immediately. I wanted to hear more of what he said. It like He didn't have a whole lot to say, apparently. He was just like, hey, you're Atlantean. And that was it. Um, oh, I believe it was towards the beginning I want to talk about the violence in this. And some other stuff is just ludicrous. Like, here's a part where... They're, like, attacking the Atlanteans, like, the, uh... You're not here for a plot summary, don't... Probably read a summary of the plot before you listen to this, um, because... I have very disjointed views of what... All is happening with it. Um... But, you know, the Atlanteans are being attacked by Arthur's, uh... Crazy half-brother who's, like, trying to get rid of humanity because he thinks they're bad for him, which clearly is just, like, crazy and needs an excuse for it. Um, well, I hope I'm saying the... Alright, um... He's just nuts, and he wants to murder humans and everything. Uh, and there's a bit where they're showing him, like, blow-up stuff, and I'm like, ah, standard... And I, like, kind of glanced at it because I wasn't looking at it too hard. And then it shows, like, someone get hit by a missile, and it shows, like, their body disintegrate into black, charred bones. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what the heck? Nothing else is really like that. You saw people getting... There's also a lot of murder. There is a lot of murder. Like... The film itself, I said disjointed earlier, but I'm going to use it again to describe the plot. Because there's just elements of the film that are strange and doesn't seem very linear. Like just stuff like who knows about what doesn't make sense. Uh, They reviewed the villain guys way too early, I think. Uh, Black Manta is well-known. Well, Black Manta and uh, Aquaman's half-brother, also known as Ocean Master or whatever his actual name is. And they show him in like the first. Like, just, uh, I didn't watch the actual film, I watched it a review of course. But of Avatar Last Airbender, the live-action movie, they just like really casually show the Fire Lord. I did it with this. It was just like, "Oh, here they are." And I was like, "What? That's a terrible reveal," because we immediately know they're bad, because they're talking about how they're gonna the fight against this mother. Uh, I did like I, I liked Aquaman for most of it until he became Aquaman. Because uh, when he wasn't when he wasn't Aquaman, he was like. His opening scene, I can't, it was more funny than it was meant to be kind of poignant. Because he's just getting ridiculously drunk. Um, he's getting ridiculously drunk. And because, uh, I mentioned this earlier, his father died. And yeah, the film doesn't seem to care about that a whole lot. I think he just wants it to have an element not to worry about. I think... I prefer his dad to have been alive for, like, cathartic reasons. Um, I watched the... uh watched the Aquaman live-action movie, and I can't, I liked how they did that. It was like, oh, they, they kind of it turned out happy again, like everyone was alive, and things were chill. Um, but no, nothing is chill in this film. Uh, so... Oh, uh, what was it? I'm gonna go back a little bit. So, apparently in this version of things... Uh, I'm gonna get to this in a bit. really quick. Um, Superman and Wonder Woman are dating in this one. I do have a fun joke about, like, oh, I can't believe the glasses work. He's like, yeah, no, right? I thought that was fun. Uh, but... I just... I have never really liked the Superman and Wonder Woman thing like I can see it a bit Um, I, in fact it can be used well as in like a uh, we're both outsiders in this world kind of uh, I think that's why uh, Justice League is a thing people like because everyone in the group is an outsider and together they're like the best team of life everyone likes them. It's like they're the cool kids now because they've all grouped together and they're so diverse. It's like cool. But I don't know. I thought, oh, is Lois Lane. I'm like, no, she is. She like butts in on Superman and Wonder Woman's date. And it's like, hey there. I'm Lois. And I just, I'm, I love the storyline of like, They still haven't really put this into the comics yet, uh, of, like, Superman has his biological son with Lois, which, by the way, doesn't make any sense at all, because he's an alien. Whatever. But, you got Superman, and he gets his half, as well as his son, the half-clone Superboy, uh, Connor Kent. Um, I thought... I'm very annoyed how how they still haven't been able to, like, work in a then-meeting sort of thing. I recently heard that Superboy came back after being the cool space guy for a while. I'd really like to see. The art is awesome. He looks like... Oh, he looks great. I love the design they made for him. Like, I like the... it's like, a CW team thing with him with the S on his, uh... I saw the superman I scene, obviously, on his black shirt. I well, thought it looked cool, but I'll, I love the design with like the leather jacket and the hair. You, you know what I talk about if you Google it. <laughs> um, uh, I think my least favorite part of this film um, is probably Shazam, uh, Billy Batson. He's just obnoxious through the whole thing. He's so childish, it's not fun at all. And I wish that they had used him differently. Because I feel like they know he's a kid, but he needs to at least try to act like an adult. I think they're trying to make it way too clear about that. I don't know. He's just very obnoxious to me. Um, there are a few guys who played like, a funny part. The Flash is always used for like the funny bits, and Green Lantern here was also doing some stuff, like he he said, some funny stuff, I can't think of it, obviously, because I'm I'm terrible, I really, I thought, especially in the last third, um, I really wish that I wrote stuff down, because there's some stuff I really want to talk about, uh, oh, let me try a thing, so, they do some cool stuff with Cyborg, they have, like, uh, uh-huh, to show us what happened, and they just, like, re-simulate what happened, and he has, like, a function that makes his body respond the way it did. He's just, like, they make Cyborg as cool as possible. Um, it's clearly, they never use Cyborg in the... They, they use Cyborg in either Teen Titans or Justice League. I like the... I don't even know if it's an actual thing, of, like, he starts in the Teen Titans, and he's, like, one of the first ones to grow and become Justice League, and that's where he goes to forward his career. Because, like, these are all kind of just, like, jobs to them. Uh, Now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like you could have taken the Justice League out of this movie, and you would have had, like, a more clear path of what was happening. Because the Justice League really doesn't do anything at all. They get there, they're like, oh, Atlantis exists, and they tell people about it. I wasn't, wasn't, like, super aware that they had told people. So when there was, like, a tsunami heading toward Metropolis, there were people running away, and I saw the military with guns, and I was like, are they going to fight the tsunami with guns? Uh, That's another thing... So, they have a tsunami coming for no reason that doesn't actually do anything. It's just, like, a cool reveal of them. I think it's just, like, a showing of power. But you could have also used a tsunami. You probably would have easily gotten a lot of people if you used a tsunami. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Arthur, Arthur is very cool. I was like, wow, they drew him really handsome. I'm straight male. I feel stupid reiterating that. But, like, I was like, oh man, they drew Aquaman attractive. I think that's one of the. Because Aquaman is inherently, like, a lame sounding type of character. Like, oh, he does underwater things. He goes fast in it and uses it and talks to the fish. But, I think they compensate for that. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I try comics in other ways, like, by giving him gritty stuff, like, cool. Apparently, the Aquaman comics are really cool. Um, Something else that's cool is Mira in this film. Um, but Mira also... Am I saying that right? Mira. Like, the Superman... Superman... Aquaman's girlfriend, that one. Um, she freaking screws some guys up, man. Like... The violence that they're allowed to get away with in this film... And throughout all the films I've seen so far... Is ridiculous. It doesn't make sense. They... Like she... Mur- she splits people in the half... And they're not even... Like... They're... They were on her side yesterday... But they were fighting against her and she was just like... I don't know... Murdered them super terribly... She was stabbing people... Like I saw, I was like, oh my gosh, you just killed 20 people. For lo- you could just ran away. Um, <laughs> I think because it's a smaller project, I think it's not as like, oh, you drew it, whatever, we're just going to leave it in. Don't want to spend any more money on it. Which I, I, it's a weird good thing. It's weird the stuff that you get to do. With like, with in the filmmaking industry especially, when in the beginning, um, no one wants <laughs> you have to like murder things to get to where you are, and um, like chop your life up into terrible bits, and no one wants to watch it in the end. And it's like that uh, it was a learning experience, and I wasted. Freaking burnt out my life for it, and then when you get and like you have creative control, then there, it's you can do basically whatever you want because no one wants to watch, but it just won't be as high quality. But then you kind of put more effort into it because you want to be, you know, you still want to like show the effort you put in for it. But with a bigger movies, you get, like, 10 million times the money, and, but then you don't have as much creative control. Like, it with a million, you're kind of, like, then you're sharing it with people. I, I'm not an expert in this at all. I'm not, I feel like I'm half-guessing, which is kind of silly, but then you got, like, oh, this, like, I am the master of this film. But this set designer has, like, a really specific way of doing things. And I do want to, like, let them do their thing. Because they've probably put as much effort and time in this as I have. And they should get their fair share. And so then they kind of, like, adult... Sorry. <laughs> I heard the... Ugh, oh, it's freaky. I heard the dishes downstairs. And it sounded like audio. From speakers. And that shouldn't be happening. That scared me. Um. Yeah. You adulterate it. And it becomes. Like. A little bitch like that. Everywhere. Um. Like big studio heads. Um. The Marvel movies. Like the big. Live action ones. Are becoming an example of this. Of like. They're kind of becoming. Heavier controlled. Which. Has been. (sighs) Oh, ludicrous, I can't believe this. Which is made for, like, consistently pretty good movies, but it's also starting to feel, like, unstylized. Like, the same guys making it, but it's never the exact same people. But we still like it. Um, like, if I had a big pro- Like, I think that's why I like stylized directors a lot. Like, uh- I really need to do more film watching, but like, uh, Wes Anderson and Edgar Wright are the biggest examples for me, oh, and, uh, uh, what's his name, oh, oh, he's great, he did the, um, oh, I'm awful, I cannot remember his name for the life of me, Terrence Malinick, Malinick, something like that like those guys i like their movies because they've got like a strong sense of style they know exactly what they're doing like they look a certain way everything fits correctly and it's like one person made it and he surrounded himself with the people that are like-minded but i think it, that's kind of rare to happen um to have that much power and you have to like uh, ridiculous what you have to do to be able to do that kind of stuff but my point here is that like with these smaller projects it's kind of like a high budget version of like people trying to do whatever they want to the film but they have the budget of like a lower indie film they have hardly want to look up the budget actually for this film uh Uh bet that's not much. Um here my phone. Oh okay. Uh Okay, Google that. Twenty this came in twenty fifteen by the way, and this is PG thirteen. Uh here, like Wiki. Hmm. This is apparently all based on the uh New 52 comics stuff. And there's a stand- standalone sequel to twenty Justice League War. Yeah, I I should watch that one next. Um well not it won't be next, but uh here let's Perception. Hmm. Mm. Okay, uh, sorry, I, I came across a small thing here. It says IGN said that it falters in the second half. Um, that is correct. Car- okay, it says that the film has gotten about four million and kind of impressive actually so in four years it got four million from uh selling like the dvds of it and everything here uh i'll just search the budget directly budget oh okay uh, if I'm right. right man, I mean about three point five million It's this film basically made. About 1.5 million dollars. I'm not well versed in film budgeting. Uh, Average animated film budget. But obviously I'm thinking of like... Wow. It's very annoying. Um, It gave me range of 2 million to 350 million. That is not very helpful at all wonder what... I'm kind of going off of a tangent here, but now I'm kind of... Here. Huh. The most expensive um, animated film of all time is $260 million. And that was uh, for Tangled. Wow. Really? Huh. No. Wow. Okay, the third place is shared by a whole bunch of people. oh are you kidding me? oh it's ridiculous uh, the li the uh, uh the modern live action Lion King, which has been classified as an animated film is the second most for that uh in fact the first couple are. first couple are, in fact, most of them are Disney and Pixar. There's very few image movers. I've never heard of that. But yeah, basically all of them are Disney and uh, Pixar and some other stuff. Man, so, Oh man. Some of these really didn't need to be on here. Oh, I feel bad for the people. So the most, I mean, Toy Story 4, I've heard amazing things about. I've seen slips, like a cat, amazing looking. I can't believe that they did that. I, st- I want to pet that cat so bad I only saw 10 seconds of it. But I think, yeah, it shows, there's a lot wrong with this film. There's a whole bunch wrong. I was kind of confused during parts, although it was also like half- that's kind of a testament to how this film was. I was kind of half paying attention. I wasn't invested in what was happening. <coughs> I have found that I usually like uh, stuff like the Teen Titans. or uh, Like the big Marvel crossovers I like a lot. Because they have so many ludicrous elements from each like, hero. Because they create the mythos around the hero. There's so much crazy stuff. It's fun to see it combined. Like venom and Black Panther stuff. Uh <clears throat> I like D C for just the weird things that it does. It well I can't really place right now immediately why I love D C comics and all their stuff. Um I think I really just like the characters a lot. Um, Because I think... I can't say this about all of them, but... Sometimes with Marvel, and this happens with DC too, like the characters can feel... like they don't have a consistent idea with them. I think because... they were always... I think that's what makes Marvel great too. Because they weren't made to be like ah, I'm a beacon of hope to the people, it's like, oh, I have superheroes, I don't know what to do, I wanna use it for good, but I feel like a bad person, ah, geez, and DC was always like, this is them, they wanna do good, and that's it, you're here to see stuff in art, and comics, that's what you're here for, and so they usually have like a more consistent idea of a personality, uh, like, all of the Batman stuff. Yeah, everyone. Like, the fun style. Like, gothic. <laughs> Gotham, gothic. uh Gothic, sto- like, storytelling stuff. And really, my favorite element is, like, just the relationships with the villains and Batman's, like, cohorts. Like, oh, he has, like, multiple sons, and they all go off on, like, different paths. And... They have their own kind of, like, tragic backstory in which, like, you connects. It's just stuff like that I like. Um, yeah. Um, this The story of this film does kind of, like, retread the same track of Atlantis and everything. Uh, there's a DC Unlimited, DC animated, DC, uh, Justice League... Anime and series, uh, and Unlimited. Uh, I loved it as a kid. Um, I, I tried to watch a little bit of it and I realized there was so much of it. And, and I watched like an episode of Teen Titans and I was ecstatic. <laughs> like I was like shaking out like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, it's Teen Titans. And I loved it. I think I just had a stronger connection with them because they relate to me when I was a kid, and they still kind of do. And I just like the way it looks. Um, but it it just, like, tells a weaker version of what's been told before. Uh, it, it's not the fault of the film that in three years they made a better version. Uh, I, I mentioned briefly that this is really the Justice League would not need to be involved. Like, what was forwarded with the Justice League could have been told a better way. Because the first one, it was Justice League War. I don't even need to really have watched it to tell you that some probably big world stuff happened. I watched clips from it. It's like, oh, they're all meeting because the world's at war with Dark Darkseid. And this is like, the ocean's attacking us. Which is threatening for like a few minutes. They uh, They also make Ocean Master to be way too much of a threat. He's really not. He's just a guy with a magical Trident. That's it. Uh, and then Arthur beats him for some reason. Um, like you know, Superman's weak to that kind it's kind of a brilliant thing on the part of everyone. Ah, wow. Sorry. Uh. Lost my. Yeah, I lost my grip there. That was scary. Wow. Doing fell there. But I'm okay. Anyways, uh. There's a part where, oh, Superman's been stabbed and all these people are being. And Arthur like punches him. He's like, ah, I'm weak to punches. But they all punched him. Arthur's like, (coughs) probably inherently weaker than the other Atlanteans. Only thing special about him is the royalty thing. I wonder what royalty and their world must make a lot more sense. Cause it's like, oh, this guy's superpowers, and here's like the the this female in our land, where she has superpowers too, and then just their bloodline's gonna make these crazy powerful guys and kids. I wonder if that's how original, uh, like kingdoms and uh, hierarchies of royalty worked, and. Uh, but, uh, either way, like, he just, like, punches him a few times and they're okay with it. Uh, his whole plan's revealing, like, a, oh, I killed my And then he does stuff to them. It, and that, that's kind of a problem with some of the Justice Week stuff. Um, okay, I realized another thing about DC. Uh, like, the problem with some DC stuff Justice League, all of that, just just make some of their characters way too overpowered, and when you have all of them together, it's like you have to make it ridiculous to defeat this sort of thing. Uh, I think the cartoon did it pretty well, but um, I'm tired. <laughs> uh, it it, 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 it but, like, not everyone had to be involved in everything. Um, I've been a lot of uh, superhero stories to read. Stories in general. Is that the first time they fight them, they just don't know what they're dealing with. And, like, okay, that's why. But also, the people that they fought sometimes don't know what they're dealing with. And so how could they have... I don't know. I don't know. Um, But, it's so, like, Batman is Batman, Superman is ridiculous, it's, it's very hard to make people that compete with that, I think. Um, part of also what makes DC weird is that the history it has, like, because a lot of it is, like, congregated comics that have eventually become, like, a group of people and they are like, okay, we'll do this thing together. And it's just, it has such a weird history that you can really do anything with it. You can do it with Marvel, too. Then you have, like, records of this ridiculous stuff happening. Like, uh, just referencing any of those ridiculous Batman characters, was it condiment man stuff like that you could probably make something out of i don't know uh oh there's a great scene um man, there were a lot of scenes that i liked and i wanted to talk about a lot but i, I didn't remember them maybe i'll write it down actually going to watch a film right after this uh we'll see if i have anything to talk about uh, in fact i kind of want to keep this a bit short um, I'm gonna look at the time now. Uh, Thirty-six minutes. Um, I can probably wrap that up by then. There's a great scene where, like, Black Nana's like rambling about something. It was kind of odd that he's like kind of racist because he's like half-breed. He like kicks him in the eyes. Uh, but Black Nana is black, and Arthur is white. But you know he's an Atlantean, but still it's like it feels contradictory maybe just maybe it's brah because like it. it's just damn so we ridiculous it's ridiculous I'm in a very comfortable spot and, uh, so Arthur like gets a shark he gets a shark and it eats black manta it's amazing I liked it a lot um it's also just weird stuff in general, like uh when Ocean Master and Aquaman are fighting no one do- no one moves at all, which you know it's- no one's even trying to react they it- could because easily- Arthur's just like punch him in the face' like, right? oh, he's left open completely There's- uh this is something i noticed a lot uh, in these types of movies. They'll say things, and it's like a line they really wanted, and a line they had to keep in. Like, I remember one specific scene where Arthur's like, oh, and I can talk to fish now. And he like pauses for a bit and just kind of freeze frames on his face for an accidentally uncomfortable amount of time. And he says something else, I'm like, oh, ocean master went where? It's it's so awkward and strange. Uh, There's good animation though. I was surprised at how much like action was going on in some parts. Uh, let's see. Oh, something I'm starting to notice and. I keep saying these films I'm sick of that A lot of films actually Is the whole (sighs) Like people will keep Like oh there's a group of people And they're all crowding around this one guy It happened like five times in this movie A whole bunch of them get on them And then go ooh ah And they push them off it' I'm starting to get sick of it, cause see oh so often. It's just like a, th- Like yeah, we know they're that powerful, but like just put a bunch of people on them so you can push them off is just it's silly now. It's silly. Yeah, there is a lot in this film that could've been better, but I think overall it was okay. Uh. I have more to say, but if I I remembered it, then I'd probably say, if it were important enough. Um, Yeah, uh, I'm going to, it's going to be small, and I'll probably just make it awkwardly quiet for a few seconds in this transition from me talking about this to, uh, me sh- stopping it, reading a few books, comic books, not, I don't know to read full 300-page books in, like, 10 minutes. I'm gonna read books, and I'm gonna put on the next movie, which is Justice League vs. Teen Titans, um, I think that the title here is, uh, not, not the title, but like, the front, The art on the disc page, it doesn't seem correct. It seems to show, like, the original Teen Titans uh, going up against Justice League. And it's like... But I watched the films that come after this, and on the back it even shows... um, uh, I don't think Cyborg, and... (sighs) these particular characters is the exact lineup of it, I don't know, we'll see what happens here, uh, it's an hour and 18 minutes long, um, uh, apparently this is before the first one that, uh, the new Teen Titans movie that I watched, only true teamwork, wow, so, it, yeah, that's what I thought, it's like using, uh, what's his face, the, the Trigon to fight his children, his Raven and everything controlling, I believe this is also in the movie, where, um, Blue Beetle flipping kills Robin, and Raven's like, I'll bring it back to life, uh should be cool. We'll see. Um Yeah. It's time for the awkward side.